This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the Rat Hour Podcast with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context, and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds' bullpen. And just for our listeners, brought to you by the grace of the tube, here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Believe it or not, Rat Boy isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Oh, that Rat Boy, he sure is something, huh? Well, if you want to find out what's really going on, you got to tune in to the Rat Hour with Rat Boy part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Today's topic is our Top 3 Sitcoms. My name's Dave Jackson, joined today by Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And longtime fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Hey, this is the story about how my life got was turned upside down where my <laughs> three best friends moved in after my wife died to help me raise my kids and then my <laughs> wacky neighbor invented a time travel device and all the while i met my new wife and blended her three kids with my three kids i think that about covers <laughs> scope of everything <laughs> yeah. i like how you don't sing like you're just like i'm just gonna talk like william shatter through a song and hope that it all works <laughs> Dude, if I do karaoke, I'm totally shattering it. Yeah, 100%. Smart call. Uh, let it be known that I think William Shatner's version of Common People is better than the Pulp version. What's up, British listeners? That was Dave's on college taste? party playlist. Like, you'd be at a party at Dave's house, and that song would come on, and you'd be like, oh, this is a weird vibe, but look how much fun Dave's having. Yep, that was my... That I, was think a... I, I think I introduced you to that. Yeah, Blood you Bath, played you that totally at Subhouse a lot. Yeah, yeah. Bloodbath. Uh, I remember we were in the car. Real quick story: we were in the car driving back from OU, and um, that song came on, and like, so they cut in the original vocalist singing the "She Just Smiled and Held My Hand," and I thought it was William Shatner's singing voice because he'd just been speaking for the last two minutes, and He's I like, laughed Damn. so hard I had an asthma attack in the back seat. Dude. No joke. He like legit did. Like he was struggling. That was, was so funny. A, I could not believe that that was what William Shatner's singing voice was like. But it was, it was just body? the original vocalist. <laughs> from that body. Yeah. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. Okay. Um. Anyway. Nicely done. Uh, if you would like to support more stories like that and support this show, 
please tell your friends. Subscribe and give us a rating and review. And follow us on our social media pages at a top three podcast. At, that's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can chat with us about our top threes and also participate in our listener calls, which go out on Fridays in the U.S. So check the episode description for links to those pages. Again, today's topic is our top three sitcoms. Uh, For this episode, we're going with non-cartoon sitcoms. So we'll have other chances to talk about The Simpsons and South Park and, you know, Bob's Burgers and stuff like that. Today, we're going with the live action sitcoms because... There's, there's already so many good sitcoms, we need to narrow it down a little bit. So, if this is your first time listening to the show, the way it goes is, we've all picked our top three, we're going to take turns going around, everyone says they're number three, then they're number two, then number ones, and then honorable mentions and listener responses at the end. Today, we have a very special Michael Bumpus... Alert. Michael Bumpus. Michael Bumpus. Damn it. So, (laughs) uh, Aaron, can you tell the nice people what a Michael Bumpus is if this is their first time listening? Well, if anybody has watched professional football at any point in their life or has talked about it with their friends, they clearly know who Michael Bumpus is. He's the Jerry Rice of Michael Bumpuses. Uh, but a Michael Bumpus alert is basically us saying, hey, there's going to be an answer that's going to be on most of our list. So we're going to just say that it is a really good answer and we're not going to put it on our list. So Michael Bumpus alert two. Seinfeld. We are going to talk about Seinfeld before we start our lists because we know it's going to come up multiple times. We might as well just talk about it at the beginning and let some other shows get their moment in the sun. So this is actually really good timing for this episode because um, if you're listening, Seinfeld just came on Netflix a couple weeks ago. And so there's been people, not that people are like discovering that Seinfeld is good, but people are like, you know, getting into their 36th and, you know, 40th rewatches of Seinfeld now. So that's our Michael Bumpus pick is Seinfeld. So Seinfeld would 100% have been my number one. And I, it would not actually, that's a lie. It would have been kind of close, but not really. Um, Seinfeld's my favorite. Like if you stack up all TV shows, Seinfeld is probably still in my top three, anything that's ever been on TV. Um, and the reason I love Seinfeld, I'll give you guys a chance, uh, to talk about why you like it or don't like it. Um, the reason I love Seinfeld now, uh, everyone knows about the, like, it's a show about nothing. They take these like daily minutiae and turn them into whole episodes. And it sounds like a weird concept, but they really pull it off. But the reason that I really love it is because it reminds me of my family, um, specifically my dad. Uh, Jerry's dad in the show reminds me of my dad a lot. Um, he's, you know, 40, just the, just the, the stuff he's calling Jerry to tell him about, you know, you see this in the uh, see this story in the newspaper? Oh, no, Dad, didn't see that. Um, or, or he's he's talking about the like the daily goings on down at Del Boca Vista and stuff like that. Just like the mannerisms and all of that really remind me um, of my dad. So ever so like Jerry's dad is very funny uh, to me, even though he's kind of like a background character. 
I also think the Seinfeld finale is the greatest clip show episode of TV ever. Uh, that's what it basically is. And uh, George Costanza is one of the funniest TV characters ever to me. Everything George does makes me laugh now. So that's my bit about Seinfeld. What do you guys got? Um, I'll jump right in. Uh, Seinfeld would have been my number one. Seinfeld is my favorite television show of all time. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's, I like, I made that joke like Bush League when we first started about like the 36th or 40th time viewing. Like, no joke, dude. I, from, you know, from at least the year 2000 forward, and I like, I saw the episodes when they aired originally too, a lot of them, because we would watch it as a family. But like, for at least the last 20 plus years, I've never not been watching Seinfeld. Um, pretty much on a continual loop. So, like, I'm well into, like, the two or three hundred, like, rewatch for every episode. Um, it's great. I think it's the best sitcom ever made. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's super smart. I think it's really creative. Um, George Costanza, George Costanza is the funniest character ever created for TV. Second funniest is Kramer. Um, yeah, dude, the show just works on every level, and it's not even just, like, nostalgia. Like, I'm rewatching it again on Netflix, and, like, I'm still just, like, laughing my ass off. Jamie, like, gets so annoyed with me. She she <laughs> has come around on the show. She definitely likes it more than she ever has before, but, like, I will just sit there and crack up, and she's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I can't, man. That's just too funny. So, um, yeah, dude, Seinfeld show. Yeah. And I'll just say, like, Seinfeld would not have made my list. I think it's I think it's okay. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I do find it pretty funny. Uh, but to me, like, the real merit of a sitcom is for me being able to, like, audibly, like, make noise when a joke is on the screen. And uh, Seinfeld, he, he, you know, they do a pretty good job of, like, having, like, subtle humor. And, like, I can understand that whole thing. But I just, I, I, I think it's a little dated. I think I'm a little too young to appreciate it for what it was. Like, so my stepdad, Jim, really, really big fan of the show. He watched it all the time. I know you guys love the show, Rat Boy, Craig, all of the show. But I just, it, it didn't make me laugh as much as I think it made you guys laugh. Like, I, I really like the show. It's a good show. It's one of the, it's, you know, like you could, and I've made this like, you know, kind of like a, I, I made this like a uh, comparison before, but Seinfeld is almost like the Beatles where like they were doing things that like other sitcom successful sitcoms do today. But it, for when it was like, like I said, it just never really made me laugh like the other uh, sitcoms on my list did. But I'm completely cool with it being Michael Bumpus because it, you know, it could be the best sitcom of all time in most circles. I'm uh I'm kind of in the same boat as Aaron on this one. I've probably seen a a handful of episodes of Seinfeld. It just never really grabbed my attention enough to make me sit down and and watch it every time it was on. Um, I guess now that it's on Netflix, who who knows? But yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been on my list. It's definitely dated. Like if 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 that's the main criticism of Seinfeld is that the things they're talking about is dated, like George waiting, there's an entire episode where George is just waiting to use a payphone, And like that kind of shit is dated for sure. Uh, you, you can't argue that, but the, 
I don't know. I think that we are just old enough where a lot of the things they're talking about are either still true or things that we have just a little bit of experience with. It's a know? good point. It is. They were mm-hmm. in like what, like their late 20s, early 30s when the show started. I think that was like the age range they were supposed to be. So, you know, may- maybe I'll go back. But I, I, I unlike Alan, I've seen a lot of Seinfeld and I can accept its 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 brilliance and what it did you know, for our collective consciousness, but I just never thought it was as funny as some of the things that are on my list. Uh, No, actually, Aaron, you're slightly wrong on that. Uh, They were, I think in season, I think in season one, uh, Jerry, who's, I think Kramer's supposed to be older than Jerry, but Jerry's like 38 in the beginning of this, in like season one. Yeah, fair. I, 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 I only bring that up because, you're right. That is a point that a lot of people made, even when the show was on that, like it wasn't a show about a bunch of 20 somethings. It was a show about people who are a little bit older. And so like the humor kind of reflected that a little bit. That's the only reason I bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair point. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, there was a point where like get to get back to bloodbath saying that he's watched the show over and over and over again. Uh, there's a point where like back when I had a DVR and I, TBS would run four episodes of Seinfeld every day. Hell and I would yeah, record them would. every day. And every day when I ate dinner, I would watch probably two of those episodes. And then if I was, you know, you know, cleaning the house or like just doing something, I would just turn on Seinfeld in the background. It's like a perpetual background show for me as well. Like I can watch it and pay close attention to the jokes and have a great time. But it's also just really funny to have on in the background. Because, you know, there's, you're not missing, you're not missing story beats or something like that. Like n- none of the stories are really important except for like, like maybe two stories throughout the whole run of the show that they continue with. Everything else is just like contained within that episode and just really, really good to, uh, to watch that way also. I will say shout out to Buckshaw Walter, greatest Orioles manager of all time was in that show. Yeah. And yeah, we we should move on before we get too deep into Seinfeld. But want to acknowledge Seinfeld. Uh, it's not going to be on any of our lists because we feel like it's uh, just such an obvious choice for at least me and Bloodbath uh, that we want to give some other shows uh, their uh, their due. So let's get into our lists, and I'm going to get us started with my number three show, my number three sitcom, which is Arrested Development. That's my number three. Um, the reason I love Arrested Development, even though uh, season, whatever seasons they did, like when they reunited and did Netflix stuff, wh- those are awful. And we talked about those in the um, top three media letdowns episode uh, with Jim. Seasons one and two are basically perfect. I can't really find a flaw in them, except for the fact that it just by the by like six or eight episodes in and definitely by season two and season three uh, even worse it is this jumbled mess of inside jokes and ridiculous recurring characters that come back like once a season um and you really have to watch it all the way straight through from the beginning if you pick up a random arrested development episode the jokes won't make any sense i feel like so, like, 
as someone who did watch it and does get all of those inside jokes, I think that it's perfect. And it's got to be so hard to write a show with all of these inside jokes coming in and out all the time. The other thing I love about Arrested Development is the casting is so goddamn good for everybody in the show. Uh, Jessica Walter, the goat. Will Arnett is really funny. Jeffrey Tambor is very funny. Uh, Like, this is what Michael Sarah basically got typecasted into this role because he was so good as George Michael in the show. And just Jason Bateman as the straight guy with all of the, um, the chaos happening around him. That's my number three, Arrested Development. Okay, can I ask you a quick question? Who's your favorite character in the show? Ah, oh, man. I know. I, I want to. I want everybody to like say who their favorite character in the show was for every one of these. So I just out of curiosity. Okay. Uh, off the top of my head, it's got to be Lucille. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. So fucking funny. I I would cry, Michael, but I can't spare the moisture. Yeah. I almost shit my fucking I, I pants. I think dude. about this. I think about this quote all the time, where she's like, "I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it." <laughs> what does a banana cost? Seven dollars or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, um, uh, bloodbath. It's got to be a tie between uh, Tobias and George Michael. It, dude, Tobias, goddamn, he's so fucking funny. So fucking so funny, good. and like, what's like and to your point i'll just i'll just kind of go off off of that for a second like to your point dave like the web of like jokes and references to itself like tobias's story like that's what makes the show so good is that like most of his stories are sort of uh inconsequential to like the rest of the plot going on a lot of the time um his stories are also usually smaller and and again like sort of a non sequitur but like they still find a way to like like uh uh across like finds a way to like bring that character to life so well and play it so good that even though like sometimes like you know he might just be a snippet in an episode like damn man it just sticks with you and it's so fucking funny like just ridiculously funny even when they don't even sometimes they give him very little to do in an episode like still so good. And David Cross, David Cross has been awesome forever. Like he, he's like a really good stand-up comedian, and I'm really glad that like he had one thing specifically where like a lot of people were able to see how funny uh, of a person he actually is. Yeah. He's, Tobias is my favorite character on the show as well. He's real funny. Tobias, where would you say that your relationship with Lindsay went wrong? Well, I don't want to blame it all on 9/11, but that certainly didn't help. <laughs> that's a great pick dave my only my only comment i'll get into this more with my picks but like i i know like we're i mean we can i'm cool with calling it a sitcom i don't feel like it's totally a sitcom but you know that would be the only like way i would knock it down other than that i mean i think it's great i think the first season that show is really good too i think like when you get like season two is good but i think like once you get into season three like i don't I don't know. It's the, like you said, like that web of jokes becomes a little messy. And then like, obviously once it gets, you know, back into like the rebooted Netflix seasons, it's a real mess. And we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that before too. So season three is like, I think season one and two are perfect. And season three is like funny. Season three is kind of weird, but it's still funny. I still enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. 
and like let us not talk about arrest development without mentioning Ron Howard as just a hilarious narrator throughout the whole thing. It was so good. Um, yeah, we can move on to uh, Aaron's number three sitcom. All right, my number three sitcom is going to be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, really quickly, when that show came out, I we were all uh, in college, and Dave was constantly telling me, hey, like you have to watch It's Always Sunny. It's the funniest show ever. And I'm much like Dave, where even if my best friend tells me something is good, I don't give a shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right, I'll get to it. So I was at 100%. like a part. Yeah, right. I'm the same way. Like, it, it could be awesome, and I, I could potentially love it one day, but he asked me at the wrong point in my life to start something. So I think it was, like, season two or three was the first episode of It's Always Sunny that I saw, and uh, I was just at, like, a house party, and everybody was, like, winding down. They're like, hey, we're going to watch the new episode of Sunny, and uh, it was the Mac and Dennis Manhunters episode, and... The line that specifically, like, first, uh, like that whole episode is fucking hilarious. Uh, almost every episode that they do is fucking hilarious. But there's this line where Mac and Dennis tell Cricket uh, that they're gonna <laughs> that they're gonna hunt him, uh, and they're uh, they're like, "Hey, Cricket, we're gonna hunt you." He's like, "You're gonna hunt me," and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna hunt you." And he, or he then he goes, "We're going to hunt you, Cricket." And Cricket's like, "Oh, what happens if I get caught?" And they're like, "Oh, don't get caught. No, 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 don't get caught." <laughs> Um, I feel like it's always so uh, when I was in uh, college, I did a lot of like comedy stuff and it was really hard to kind of like get I wasn't really good at it. Right. And that's just like kind of the fact of the matter. Uh, and I really feel like it's always sunny kind of gave me like like I feel like the the, the actors in it's always sunny are the greatest comedic actors like that we have. I feel like if you were to be a comedic actor and you wanted to study how professionals acted in a comedic fashion, like you would watch that show and take notes. And, and I did, and it went from me, uh, like, you know, not really getting a lot of parts and like the skits and stuff in our comedy troupe to actually like getting parts. Cause I, I, I really took a lot from, uh, specifically Mac because Mac, uh, Rob McKen- McKenley, I don't know how to say his last name is the McElhaney. worst actor in the McElhaney, And he, he's the worst actor in the show, but he is so, fucking perfect for like what they're trying to portray uh of his character uh one other thing i'll say about it's always sunny before i like get out of here is that it is the modern day seinfeld in 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 a lot of ways like it is a show where like you can just jump in and still like find something funny in it even if you don't know what's going on and that's what happened with me i jumped in the middle of season three watch one episode and i was absolutely uh i i fell in love with it also, the longest-running sitcom of all time. I mean, they just got done filming, like, season, like, 15 or 16, 16 yeah, or something. which is wild. Uh, yeah, which is wild. Uh, especially with them, like, moving from FX to FXX. Like, they're the reason FXX is still a thing. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, number three, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It makes me pee myself. That's a great pick. Great pick. Oh. Like. Aaron, I'm glad. Sorry, I'm glad that you realized that you're bad at comedy, so we didn't have to tell you. That's a <laughs> real like, weight off of our shoulders. <laughs> I I wanted I wanted to get better. Like, dude, you know, in in high school, I was like doing plays and stuff like that, and you know, I was getting parts, and I thought I was like hot shit. I go to college, and within one year, I meet 18 people who are doing the same thing that I'm fucking doing that are way better than me. Like. 
what 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 does it take to like separate me and you know like even like uh serious like acting teachers will tell you it's so much harder to be funny than it is to be sad so if you can be like people who are serious actors often have a hard time being funny and if you can already do that innately then you're you're teachable like you know what i mean you're already comfortable at being yourself somebody told me one time they said uh that i was better at playing myself than a lot of actors are at playing other things and i and it's always sunny like you you can see their their personalities shining through when they're doing it it's it, they they do they just like i cannot say enough good things about the cast and i think every single uh show we're going to talk about like dave said about arrested development is perfectly casted it is and like you said uh comedians are able to do serious roles better than serious actors are able to do funny roles so let it be known that the opinion of all of us here at a top three podcast is that Adam Sandler is the best actor. Great of actor. All time. Him and Jim Carrey, man. They, yeah. they, they crush the shit, dude. Steve Carell crushes shit. Yeah. Um, dude, the comparison to Seinfeld is really good. And I want to add one thing onto that, uh, which is that one of the, one of the main, like, uh, like codes that Seinfeld had was that nobody learns a lesson ever in the show they never they never learn a lesson at the end of an episode after they destroy someone's life they never like hug anybody (laughs) nothing like that and it's always sunny is like that but it's it's just ratcheted up a level because they're like legit destroying people's lives and they they never learn their lesson so it is uh it is the modern seinfeld in that way too yeah and how seinfeld was contemporary when it was on it's always sunny does a really good job at like exploring like contemporary themes as well. Like you can watch it's always sunny be like, this is stupid as fuck. But every single episode they attack. So they're like South park. Like they, they attack something that's modernized and because they're able to uh, write stuff so quickly. And because like a good portion of what they do on screen is improvised, they're able to shoot and edit very, very quickly to where they can like stay in tune with like, you know, what America has its thumb on. Sure. I, I, I find like when they started the early seasons of it's always sunny, that wasn't really what they were no, doing. And I think no, that's the man. best part. That's the best South part Park, of the show. And that's the yeah, best part sure. of South Park too, is when they weren't doing that every week. I actually think that's when South totally Park agree. turned into something totally that I don't want to watch. Uh, anyway, what's everyone's favorite. It's always sunny character. Then um, mine is Frank. Mine is Frank. <laughs> Frank's so good. <laughs> the toe knife. <laughs> Dane DeVito changed that show like the addition of him took that from being a show that would have lasted two maybe three seasons into what it is now they are very very fortunate for getting Danny DeVito he's, in there he's perfect because Danny DeVito has no shame about like what he's doing on screen no. and it's he's really funny really good my answer would be probably Charlie just because I feel like uh gets um they always put a lot of for a long time they kept putting more layers onto like his character like there's just more going on there than you realized um so it would definitely be charlie charlie what are your interests magnets Magnets. ghouls Ghouls, little green ghouls just (laughs) just gonna pop an h on this box for hornets so everyone knows there's hornets in here 
you know, nobody even calls me that name anymore. You're going to have to go ahead and pop it on. <laughs> we were watching that the other day, the clip when uh, when we find out Mac's real name. is. <laughs> you go, uh, I should, if I remember, I'll put a, a YouTube link in the description. The There's the scene where Mac has to put a name tag on with his real name and his he's like slowly doing it and Dennis has the most delighted look on his face because he knows his real name's Ronald <laughs> McDonald. We're going to meme that so hard on our uh, various social media pages, so get ready yeah. for it. Yeah, we should. Alan, who's your favorite character from Sunny? Oh, Frank is my favorite character. I, you Attaboy. know, I, I haven't watched all of Sunny, but uh, Frank's hilarious. Right. Can I offer you an egg? In this time of hardship, <laughs> this trying time. Who <laughs> One thing I will say about it's always sunny. Before we move on, uh, it continues to be good. Like, yes, there's one bad season. Like, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But like, it like every season that comes out, I'm excited to watch, and like it never disappoints. And they always go. They always find a way to go further and further and push the envelope more and more. And like, it's just delightful. Like I cannot wait for the COVID episode. Oh my you God. Have definitely. You have definitely heard of like people on shows getting burnt out. And like, even they have like made comments that they get a little burnout and they're a little over the show, but like it keep, they keep, but they, they admit they're like every season we do better than the season before. So it's like, we can't stop. So I'm, I'm always excited for that show. Yeah, it's I I started to lose it back I I don't I don't remember exactly what season, but it was around like the season 7, 8, 9 area. I thought they they went too far into just everyone's a fucking maniac and they're not really human anymore, and I think they dialed it back and made made it a lot better. So Yeah. Uh let's move on to Alan and Alan's number 3. Uh, my number three is the U.S. version of The Office. Go ahead. Thank you, Dave. Perfect. I actually, I haven't watched The Office for a long time, and as I was going through the, as I was kind of figuring out what I was what I was looking at as far as this list goes, um, it obviously was uh, on my on my longer list, and it did not get weeded out. Uh, the characters on the show, I think, are probably obviously the best part of it. This is a this is a top three about sitcoms, so that's kind of the whole point. Is that it's just about different situations that these these folks get into. And I I don't know I don't want to I don't want to belabor the point or anything, um, you know. As far as why I think The Office is good, I think that probably everybody else here agrees with me. It's one of those sitcoms that came out when we were, um, you know, just becoming adults and uh, just getting jobs and starting kind of adult life. Uh, and so it was something that I think everybody could relate to a little bit. Um, but as far as favorite characters go, um, my favorite character on The Office was Dwight, um, owner of Fruit Farms, uh, the the best beat east of the Mississippi. 
<laughs> and uh, so that's uh, what about you guys? Uh, my favorite character changes every time I watch the show, and that was one of my main points. The Office is my number two, actually. I'm just going to say my points now. Um, that was one of my favorite things about The Office, more so than Seinfeld, more so than Arrested Development. Um, every time I watch The Office, I really, really love a new character, like each time. So like the first time I watched it, it's all about Michael, of course, and Jim and Dwight. And then like the next time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, like actually Creed is super funny. I love Creed. And then <laughs> like the most recent times I've watched it, it's all Kevin and Stanley. I find everything Kevin and Stanley do to be very funny. So it's really hard for it's me to pick a day, favorite man. character. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I guess I'm going to say Michael because he's he's a just all time like pantheon level sitcom character in my opinion michael scott michael be my pick i think he's i think he's the funniest person on the show yeah no i i totally agree like that show is nothing without steve carell and it kind of like made that point when he left the show i'll also say my second favorite character is aaron because i think whoever uh ellie I, I, I don't remember. She is the hottest Kemper. chick in the entire fuck. Ellie Kemper. She is the <laughs> hottest chick in the entire fucking world to me. And it's not even close. You should you should say that Rashida Jones is the hottest chick and Rat Boy is going to get mad when he listens. <laughs> yeah, so, rat, so Rat Boy can bother me at 4 a.m. when his daughter wakes up? No, thank you, Dave. Oh, also, uh, <laughs> could you uh, tag Ellie Kemper in this so I have a chance to maybe sleep with her slash marry her yeah. someday? Yeah, dude. Slash, totally. Sure. Slash 100%. get reported to the police. <laughs> Listen, yeah. as long as, as long as like she has some involvement in my life, I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> um... If I can jump on, since Dave and uh, Alan are talking about it, um, I love The Office. It's one of my favorite shows. It is not on my list, and I'll explain why when it gets to my turn. But um, I do think The Office is one of the, like the best shows that's come out in the last few years. I think at the time it definitely captured like the zeitgeist of the culture, and I think it's had a really interesting like rev- like second life on Netflix. Um, it's no longer on Netflix, but like you know, like that joker that meme about like you just have netflix you can watch watch the office again it's like kind of the truth like we would just continually like rewatch the like five or six episodes a day of the office because like there's nothing else that we want to watch it's just like so comforting it's like you know it's like mashed potatoes it's just like it's comfort food you just (laughs) want to keep like over and over again or like alan like you say like play it in the fucking background like i've seen those episodes so many times um I think it's a really in, in innovative show and uh you know it's definitely um stood the test of time for sure. I think it's uh um I think it's the combination of like casting and just like the format of the show and stuff it just works so well and I I'm like I agree with Dave. It's like every time I watch it I find like, you know, you know, I find Dwight really funny and then it's like no now I really find Jim funny and now I find Creed funny and like they they find a way to like as the show goes on the like ensemble of the cast like really like shines through but I want to ask you guys how do you feel about seasons 8 and 9 the two without uh, Steve Carell 
I didn't even watch him in, until the finale. Like to me, Steve Carell held was like the glue that held that show together. Like when he left, I, I think I watched a cut. I think I watched the one where like Will Ferrell came in to be the boss, and the one uh, I can't even remember that guy's name. He, but he was in that detective show or whatever. He was kind of funny James too. Spader. James, James Spader, and this is it. this yeah. is why Alan's on the podcast, guys. Uh, <laughs> he was, yeah, James uh, was, he was a reoccurring character. Truth, was. truth, but he he was on there in the last two seasons. Now I didn't watch California. Any... <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So the I, 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 King. the um, lizard also King. That, also, Kathy Bates was the boss yeah. for a little bit. Brilliant. I really like. I really like Kathy Bates. I think she's hilarious. I've never seen the late seasons, and I didn't watch the finale. Oh damn! It was okay. Oh, it's it's worth watching. I mean, you know, it's it's obviously not as good. Look, if you like Arrested Development, all right, and you can deal with the end the way that Arrested Development has has <laughs> run itself into the ground, you can handle the last couple of seasons. Well, like of I said, the Office. Like I said in that other episode, I wasn't even aware that they did a a fifth season of Arrested Development. I completely oh, good, like good for completely you, buddy. missed it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm doing pretty good over I'm here. sorry. I'm sorry we let you know about that. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's distressing so, knowledge. Season nine season nine is pretty bad um for a lot of reasons. Um season eight's okay. I will say season eight has about a five or six episode arc in the middle toward the end, um, where a bunch of them go to Florida. They're like try they're trying to open up like a Dunder Mifflin's version of like a um uh, I like a Mac store, an Apple store, and um, that's super funny. Like it's like there's a, so many good jokes in those like five or six episodes. They're really really good. Like so, it, Dave it's definitely the worth... Skeleton Man. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's really funny. So I I would definitely suggest at least season oh, eight, season nine. You can that skip that guy. That guy. He he was at that like improv show in Troy. When that when yeah. Mumford and Sons came to town and people kept calling him Gabe and he got really mad. <laughs> yeah. He's great and he was in Silicon Valley and he was also awesome in that. Yeah, he was really funny and he should have gotten mad for people calling him Gabe. Correct. I, I just remember that. So, way to go, Troy. Yep, way to go. Uh, let's move on to Bloodbaths number three. All right, so my number three, uh, when I made my list, I was really trying to get uh, sitcoms from different decades um, i didn't want to just do a whole bunch of new sitcoms i didn't want to just do a whole bunch of, like you know office and parks and rec um also too like i kind of feel like some of our picks in my opinion i don't know that they would count as like a traditional like sitcom like the office i don't really think counts i think it's a oh, comedy jesus christ bloodbath yeah jesus dude it's christ. a situational <laughs> comedy that's fucking get, go, go look on, go look on wikipedia bloodbath Go look yeah, on Wikipedia. Why, no, no, no. Like, let him, let him explain it. Why? Uh, just in, in my opinion, I think sitcoms have a long history, and I think they're traditionally live action, uh, three camera, live audience. Um, it's the laugh track. That's what it is. Yeah. That's just my so, opinion. So I'm not post, disagreeing with your post nineteen 1970s bloodbath. What have sitcoms been? Have they been that post nineteen seventies? Um, a lot of them, I think it's in the last, I think it's in the last like 15 or 20 years they've changed and that's fine. Some of my picks are from that era. I'm just saying, I just, I like having, I just wanted to get like a nice variety. So 
That's why I went with some of my picks. So my number three is from the seventies, and it is Taxi. Boo! Uh, if you're not <laughs> <Okay>. familiar, Taxi <laughs> uh, is about a group of taxi drivers in 1970s New York, um, all of whom do not want to be taxi drivers. They're all trying to be something else. And it's the story of their lives and struggles as, you know, working class like New Yorkers, um, again, in the, you know, mid to late 1970s. Um, it stars uh, Judd Hirsch. Uh, Tony Danza, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Dan DeVito, uh, Andy Kaufman. Uh, and it's just, it's it's kind of a classic version of a sitcom. It's got a lot of um, kind of, you know, broad performances and, um, you know, kind of silly, uh, you know, kind of silly, cheap jokes, kind of dad jokey things. And, uh, um uh, but it's got like a lot of fun storylines. Like Dan DeVito is really great in the show. Uh, Annie Kaufman's really great. Christopher Lloyd is freaking awesome in the show. Like has Reverend Jim. He's really really funny. Has this like just complete like burnout like you know hippie from the '60s who just you know can't remember anyone's name or anything going on around him. Uh, he's definitely like the prototype for a Kramer. Um, the story taxi is really awesome because it's a it's kind of a dark comedy um there's a lot of serious things that go on and um they handle it in the, you know there's a lot of uh dark comedy and and you know it's got a real dark sense of humor so um i think it's a real nice segue into like a lot of your guys's picks that i think really build upon that um kind of edgier darker sense of humor so uh taxi in the 2000s and 2010s, television saw a resurgence in the use of single-camera sitcoms such as Malcolm in the Middle, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Arrested Development, The Office, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Community, and Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Ouch, here, Bloodbath, the entire time you were talking, Dave was looking that up. I okay. was researching. So here's how bad Taxi is, right? Is I watched it when I was eight and I didn't understand it and I never moved on. But Jim... My stepfather uh, swears up and down that it's really good. Bloodbath's one of those people that's like uh, completely ignoring the discovery of penicillin is like, oh, I wish I was born in the 60s. Like, right. Sorry, but I'm not trying to hate like and I understand what you're saying with like, hey, this is kind of like the the groundbreaking kind of sitcom we needed back then in order to create what we have now. But yeah, I can't think of a sitcom like pre-1994 that I think I've ever laughed at in my entire life. And I've seen a f- not a fair amount of Taxi, but I've watched it. And I, uh, you know, I, I do not recall ever laughing one time. Do love Andy Kaufman, though, but not on that show. I, I think that, like, I, I'm going to say this the nice way, which is that the sense of humor uh. that I've grown up with and, like, accumulated makes me think that any sitcom before 1990 is 0% funny. Our can't stand it. Can't stand it at all. I've never watched Taxi, uh, but I, I very much doubt that Taxi will be the one that breaks through. I never heard of Taxi before you brought it up. I've seen Taxi. <laughs> um, I've seen a few episodes of Taxi when I was you know, probably like eight, eight, eight? years old. Like eight. <laughs> yeah. um, good night, baby. Right after Rhoda, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remember Christopher Lloyd was on there. Um, and Danny DeVito and Tony Danza was there too. That's right. 
Um, but I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have not watched it since then. Bloodbath, can I ask you a question without sounding like a huge fucking douche? When was the last sure. time you watched an episode of Taxi? For real? Mm, I don't know. Maybe maybe last year. When you were eight? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No, fair I enough. was going to say. Well, fair enough. Bloodbath, I was no, going to no, say no. He, for he's been sure. Doing it. No, for sure. Bloodbath was going to say <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Was it was it yesterday or the day before when I watched an episode of Taxi? <laughs> uh, I, I knew Bloodbath was going to come to this episode with things that were not from the last 20 years so i i love you i wasn't i'm surprised i I also love you no because bloodbath always comes with non-standard answers the rest of us are all like the same person basically and bloodbath has seen other things how many of us how many how am i gonna be like what else am i gonna have to say with the office that you guys aren't already gonna say like of course i'm gonna pick something different and like you know like, sorry that it couldn't like hold your attention when you were fucking eight, Aaron. <laughs> I accept, but... I, no, guys, I accept his apology. But like, um, you know, I just and I I don't understand your fucking answer about penicillin. Like, I don't know, I don't understand why you can't appreciate something that like took place before you were like eight years old. But like, there's like cool things that have been made in the past, and like it's a cool thing. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest show ever, but like. It definitely is funny. Like, you know, there's a handful of like really funny moments from all the different characters. Danny DeVito's really good in it. Um, Christopher Lloyd's really funny in it. And uh, like I said, man, like it, it, it would surprise you to see like the, I think it's interesting to see like what the 1970s like version of like an edgy or darker like sitcom is and like how more. It, I think it would surprise you how much more relevance you could find from it at this point in your life to like shows that you like. So I I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Right on. I mean, yeah. Just saying, like, as, as a general trend for me, there there's no. I find it extremely hard to believe that that sense of humor is going to line up with mine at all. Um, Correct. So. You know, oh, I, I don't doubt. I don't. I would not argue with that whatsoever. And and if I'm being and if I'm being fair, I don't necessarily think that I would even necessarily say that it's funny for me in the same way. And I can totally appreciate that. It's like I just can't like see the humor in it. You know, if I watched, you know, like it, I don't think I could like watch an Abbott and Costello, and Costello movie. Be like, oh, this is hilarious, or like even like really like a Three Stooges movie, but like, um. Can still appreciate some aspect of it, I think, but I wouldn't argue. You know, like I said, I I do think there's just a reality of like I'm too not old enough to appreciate this. And you know, the one thing that I will agree with Bloodbath on is that it is filled with like really, really good comedic actors. Like we can shit on uh, Tony Danza all we want, but he was the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. So like, I don't want to <laughs> gloss over that. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Not trying to make Bloodbath feel bad for liking Taxi. I just it was out of left field. Impossible. Even though I, <laughs> even though I, even though I expected Bloodbath to come with something out of left field because he always does something similar to Taxi, but maybe not necessarily Taxi. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, it was a little difficult because I thought of a lot of shows, and I was like, I think. I'm going to make a top three at some point in the future. That's like Nick at night shows. It might be top three Nick at night shows. Yeah. Real old school. So 
Anyway, we can move finally, on. Finally get to talk about Laverne and Shirley for a little bit. I love Laverne and Shirley. I was going to say Happy Days. I actually like that show, too. Happy Days. Before we move on, Bloodbath, for for listeners who have seen Taxi, who's your favorite character? Reverend Jim, Christopher Lloyd. Okay, right on. Uh, all right, let's move into number twos. And I already said my number two, but I was joking with you earlier because I actually think that the UK version of The Office is better than the American version. Oh, so, God, he's the new bloodbath. Two. Ouch, why? Uh, like, why? Let though? me explain why. It's because Ricky Gervais is much... No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. The American <laughs> version is way better than the UK version. Did, like, I had to pull off my shirt, dog. Like, I got the air conditioning on full blast right now. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to have a heart attack. What the fuck? Dave's my best I, friend. I've, wa- I've watched some of the... Ricky Gervais. Gervais. It's, it's pretty Ricky funny. Ricky Gervais agrees I, that like, I, I, I like the better. It is, but I, I did like the... I did watch the UK version, and... I don't really like a lot of British TV outside of maybe like Peep Show, but it, it was good. It, it's it's good, yeah, but um, it's definitely not better than the American Office. Um, and I am the least patriotic person you will ever meet, so that Correct. has no bearing in my opinion. Uh, anyway, one more thing about the Office that I wanted to bring up, um, which I just forgot. It was Ellie Kemper. You wanted to talk about oh, her more no. and maybe link her uh, Twitter in, or something like that. For your One boy. more thing about The Office War, that I wanted to bring up her. before we you move on. Warn, <laughs> warn, that's what I meant. Which is that The the Office was the first show and it, it created this whole genre, like subgenre of sitcoms, which is that like mockumentary type show that Parks and Rec and 30 Rock kind of like ran with. And there were right. so many shows that were just copying that format because The Office was so funny and did it so well. Uh, I think, I think Parks and Rec did it pretty well too. But The Office is is the OG. So we can move on from The Office. We've talked about it. That's my number two. The U.S. Office. Bald eagle noises in the background. Uh, Aaron, what's your number two? Sorry, you said the USA, and I was thinking about taps for a second. All right, my number two favorite sitcom of all time is that 70s show. Um, So what separates my number two from my number one, and specifically with that 70s show, is that it is a laugh a fucking minute. They somehow have, like, uh, they and, and I think it's Bonnie and Terry Turner who wrote that show, and I think they also did Two and a Half Men and A Big Bang Theory. They, they've done a lot of, like, really, nope. really popular shows that I don't like at all. No. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. No, agree with me they're terrible uh but they they really did uh, a good job with that 70 show one, one of the most brilliant things about that is that they were able to uh be a joke factory while also like ha- carrying some semblance of like continued character arcs and having a loose story that directly relates to them um I, but like i said the, the biggest reason i like that 70 show is because it is an absolute laugh a second every single character from eric foreman all the way down to uh, shit who's the uh, uh midge like right every single one of them is really 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 funny and holds a stake and purpose in the show um i rewatch that 70s show all the time like we you know we we talked about the office earlier being like background noise like that 70s show is background noise to me 
what I also think is really crazy is uh, I think somebody pointed out if uh, they made like a modern version of that 70s show would take place in the 2000s today if you were to like match up the timelines, which I think would be awesome. But they also did that 80s show and it was the worst show I ever seen. Uh, I've ever seen in my entire life, even though Glenn Howerton was in it. Uh, but so, uh, you, you know, I don't have a lot to, s- to say, like it, the show really made me laugh a whole bunch. Uh, it's the greatest thing Topher Grace has ever done in his life. Uh, Kurtwood Smith is to me the greatest TV dad of all time. Ah, shit. I wish I could remember the name of the bloodbath nose, uh, but the name of a uh, kitty, the actress who played her. Cause again, the greatest TV mom of all time, Ashton Kutcher made me laugh wilmer valderrama like made me laugh like these people who shouldn't have careers have them because of how good they were in that fucking show uh and i'll sign off by saying my favorite character in the show uh is toe for grace it's eric foreman uh they really did a really good job of capturing what it was like to be a mid to late stage teenager in the seventies while also being able to resonate uh, with kids growing up in the nineties as well. So uh, my number two, that seventies show. All right, Aaron. First of all, right. Big bang theory and two and a half men was created by the unholy human being chuck Lorre, and those shows are not off <laughs> damn it never mind uh bonnie, disrespect bonnie to bonnie and and they, they created some stuff bonnie and terry turner were the writers of wayne's world one wayne's world two that's they created, right they wrote tommy boy they created third rock from the sun oh another then, good show and then they made that 70s show, so don't besmirch their name. No, you're right. Bloodbath's totally right. This is why he's around to fact check me on this shit, dude. I'm glad you did, man. They're, they Then they are absolutely brilliant. Now, I will say my number one is also that 70s show. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. I know you love that show, dude. Yeah, no, Whoa. I know Bloodbath loves that as much as I do, man. And here, so I'll just go ahead and throw my rant out. I'll throw my two cents in now. Uh, that 70 show is fucking awesome. Uh, Eric Foreman is one of the best characters ever created for TV. Correct. Um, I personally resonate an awful lot with that show because I feel I feel there's a real personal connection with me and that show because I feel in a lot of ways it mirrors my experience of my teenage years. Um, as I think it does for a lot of people um, that we know who are fans of that show. I can remember uh, all of us hanging out, trying to find something to do on like a Friday or Saturday night. <laughs> Getting how high. Many time, <laughs> how many times did we find ourselves in someone's basement hanging out? Um, that was like a, a reoccurring theme. Um, there would always be like a, a walking party to like um, someone's house. You know, like it, like one you know one year we always went over to Scott's house and hung out in his basement, and we just walked past his parents you know, sitting upstairs in the kitchen be like, Hey, what's going on? And like, we go down there and, you know, the show does such a good job with, uh, really representing moments in a adolescent person's life that seem, you know, so monumental and so big, but they present it in a way that's never, uh, melodramatic or over the top. You know, it's, you know, they find a way to make the world of the show, 
intimate but like have the events feeling big having it have like a real like resonance with the characters you know when eric and donna break up that's like a huge thing and like there's like sides that are drawn and like oh, there's lots man. of repercussions for so and sad it hits, and, it, and it hits home man and they have such i love their story as characters like from beginning to end and it's so good i i like all the like different you know when Jackie and Kelso are together, it's funny. When Jackie and Hyde get together, like that was like I was like, yes, I fucking like this so much, and you know, I can just you know, you can relate to it so much. And again, they do such a good job of finding a balance between making it like, you know, it's very important in the characters' world, but it also like, like I said, it never feels like it's cheap or like overly dramatic or anything like that. It's like it's and like you said, it's a laugh a minute show. It's so funny. Um, yeah, dude, it's just it's great. It's perfect. I love it. Red, uh, Red Foreman and Kitty are like the best TV parents. Jamie has said over and over again, like that's how she wants, that's how she wants to be a parent. Like that's the vision she has is that we become Red and Kitty and we have a house. Well, that's that's, <laughs> we have a house that's open to all the neighborhood kids. So um, yeah, that, that's my rant. My favorite Red Foreman quote, and, and I really like how you can go on YouTube and watch like a montage of him uh, talking about, uh, different ways to put his foot up people's asses but my favorite is when he's like yelling at all of them one time and he's like i wish i had five thousand feet so i could put 400 of them in all of your asses and that was <laughs> the funniest fucking thing and it's also in 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 you, you know you said how it captures like being a teenager and all that and like more specifically like being teenagers like the way that we were like we were not nerdy in high school like in, in terms of like the way people looked at us like you know but like we we were nerdy at like you know just like eric's infatuation with star wars and uh, all of their infatuation with star wars at the time and it really was like a, a decent introspective on like what it was like growing up in that time frame while also like you know similarly like hitting on all of the teenage things like getting a car and losing your virginity and doing drugs and drinking and all all of these things you go back and watch that 70s show now it's definitely one of those shows where you're like there's no way they could do this today like absolutely not like that show was raunchy like i remember there was a scene where like eric was with his sister and she was eating a hot dog and he was like oh hey that's cool or you ate the hot dog you didn't even chew and i'm like that would never fucking fly today like ever so yeah i mean i mean like i said it's it's one of those shows that i can watch 20 years from now and it's still going to be relevant to what it was trying to do and it's still going to make me laugh like i said ashton kutcher made me laugh a whole bunch and i just do not find him funny at all as a 33 year old man i go back and watch that 70s show i'm like god damn he's fucking perfect for this show you know whoo Wow. I hate that 70s show. I can't stand Why? it. Why? <laughs> Why, though? Heartless. I think that, I think Red and Kitty are great characters, and I can't stand any of the other characters. None of them make me laugh at all. I don't find, oh, I, weird. like, when you, like when you say you're watching it and you're laughing, like, minute to minute, you're laughing all the, I don't understand. Like, I've legit fallen asleep because I was so bored watching that 70s show. That's so crazy to me, man. Even Red's 
Red's jokes don't make me laugh. Like him saying he's going to put his foot up someone's ass doesn't make me laugh. The thing I like about Red is how like he has a tenderness inside of him that comes out from time to time. Kitty makes me laugh more than Red does. Red's not really that funny to me. What I like about him is that he's like he has uh like he has heart and it comes it doesn't come out every episode, but sometimes it does. Uh that's what I like about Red. Uh all the other characters I think are extremely annoying. Um, and uh, let us not talk about that 70s show without talking about what a giant piece of shit Danny Masterson is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair. You know, you notice how when Incredible I was talking about that show, I did shit. not say anything about Danny Masterson because I do not want to give him any credit when he is a terrible. Right. I'm not going to talk about him in a positive light, I promise. There, Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I'm not saying that, like, you ignored it on purpose. I'm just saying, like, it's part of why, like, I can't watch an episode of that 70s show and, like, laugh at anything he does, oh, even man. though he's supposed to be the funny one in the show. It's, it's supposed to be I, one I of haven't the funny watched guys. that since all that shit came out, so I don't even know if that's, like, a thing I will react to or not. A very good point. Yeah. Also, Alan one time told me that his mom and dad reminded him of Red and Kitty Foreman, oh, and I have not been able percent. to get it out of my head. One thousand like, percent. Your mom and dad are Red and Kitty Foreman, Alan. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and I, I agree with Dave almost entirely, except I do think that it's funny when Red says he's going to put his foot up someone's ass. Yeah, because um, it is. It is, and then also, um, I agree that. Pretty much no one else on the show is that funny, except Bob. I think Bob Pinciotti is a funny man. That's yeah, the most Alan thing I've ever heard in my fucking <laughs> life. That is such Alan's a stupid thing to, to say. Bob, no, Alan, so. drive to fucking Troy right now. You and I are bare knuckle boxing because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than other than that, I mean, that '70s show is all right. That it really wasn't what my adolescence was like, so I don't have that connection to it. Um, but yeah, I, that's the show. I get, I, yeah. I get Aaron's point about like, or maybe it was Bloodbath that said it. I think it was Bloodbath about how like what they're doing, just basically finding a place to hang out where they can just be, like, have their own private space to hang out, and it, it turns out to be a basement most of the time. I definitely get that. that. Aspect, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I do get especially, that, especially for sure. Especially growing up in a small town or in the suburbs or something like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. I just don't like I, I like the pacing of the show or something like that, and like all the jokes that basically all the jokes that Aaron was quoting as being funny to him, I find repulsive. <laughs> repulsive is so mean. <laughs> about fucking laura prep on and he's like i fucking hate that bitch <laughs> like god damn like god damn dude i didn't know you hated it like that man the sense of humor in the show it's like oh yeah the fez is funny because he has an accent and he can barely speak english and that's his whole character and he's really horny all the time like that's not funny to me and oh i'm sorry funny. dave did you not speak with an accent and we're not horny all the time in high school yeah that's what i thought yeah well people can change aaron people can change <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> anyway uh, i th i think i liked that 70s show back in high school and i've grown so far out of it now bloodbath come over after the podcast and give me a hug we're totally right about this man okay we'll do <laughs> um 
Let's move on. That was Aaron's number two and Bloodbath's number one. So let's move on to Alan's number two. Oh, uh, favorite characters from that 70s show? Uh, Eric. I, I would say my favorite's Kitty. Eric. I'd have, I'd have to say Kitty as well. boy. Okay, Alan, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hey, all right. Yeah, dude, great show. I... You know, I haven't watched Seinfeld, but I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I hadn't watched it up until maybe four years ago. I've, I actually, I don't think that I've seen the most recent season. Now that I think about it, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Um, but I, I don't know if they're, you guys have all seen it, right? Yep. It's a show that pretty much everybody's seen. It's a story about Larry David. Um, the guy who, who wrote Seinfeld living out in LA with his wife, uh, Cheryl and his manager, Jeff and his wife, Susie and Ted Danson's there. And, uh, Richard who's, Lewis who's is the, there. Richard Lewis. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought that was funny. He was just like really good friends with Richard Lewis. I just remember him looking yeah. coked out as fuck on old comedy specials. Like, yeah. Were you the guy from Robin Hood men in tights? <laughs> yes he was he was um but it uh it, from what i'm to understand is essentially like seinfeld except um if seinfeld it, it, it's it, but in and of the fact that it's him going about his day except he's going about his day and he has you know hundreds of millions of dollars at his disposal um, and he's also just eccentric as fuck. And yeah. so let me jump uh, in real quick. Watch, jump um, in. Yeah. So it, I would describe it as if you combined Jerry and George and it only focused on him all episode long, then that would be Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's like the fictionalized version of Larry. Yeah. Jenkins that's the me. best way to describe him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's great. Whatever, it whatever is. it is, it's great. Um, I binge watched, I binge watched, um, the entirety of it, I think before the season, before this most recent one came out in the run up to it, um, just over the course of a few months. And it was, it was spectacular. So, you know, I watched a documentary that Craig recommended me like a couple of weeks ago where uh, they thought a guy had murdered somebody, uh, but they fat, but a uh, uh, curb enthusiasm was like filming at Yankee stadium that day and Dodger, uh, they, stadium. Dodger stadium that day. And they had found a like side shot of him at Dodger stadium. So he's completely acquitted yeah. of like all charges, like, and Larry David was in the documentary. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of, you know, opinions on Seinfeld, but Larry David is one of the funniest fucking people in the world. There's a clip where he finds out, uh, uh, about his ancestry. I'm not going to spoil it at all, but uh, you should uh, look that up on YouTube. Is Larry David finding out about like what his ancestry was and his reaction to it is the most Larry David thing in the entire world. Kirby enthusiasm, top to me, like top 15, top 10 sitcom of all time. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's an honorable mention for me. Um, I just haven't, I haven't watched enough of it. Uh, to like put it on my actual list but everything i've seen of it is is top quality and if i'd seen the whole thing 
maybe it would have edged out Arrested Development from my list. It's real good. I I've always been a fan of Kirby Enthusiasm. Uh, what's cool about that show, or what you know, again, when we're talking about like classic sitcoms versus like newer ones, is like what's kind of notable about that, about that is it's mostly an improv show. Um, there's not really a script; they just kind of make it up as they go. So, um, you know, that's sort of what that's notable for. But um, I've always been a fan. I think it's really funny. It's definitely a top tier show for me um i <clears throat> this isn't to sound like an asshole like i really really liked that show for a long time before it became kind of popular like it really started getting popular when we got into college and like i'd watched it for years before then and i only say that because like i always remember like my mom making fun of me she's like why are you watching this show about this old man like running around like los <laughs> angeles i'm just like it's really funny but um I I kind of I kind of lost interest with the show after uh, uh, after him and Cheryl got a divorce. I kind of thought that was I didn't find the show as it was funny weird. It was weird. The it season was, right after weird. that, where they have the Seinfeld reunion, which is like the closest right. you're going to get to a real Seinfeld reunion. I that thought was a was cool really season. Good. That was a cool season, and the way it ended was really good. I think they should have stopped there because then the starting the season after that, I really feel like the show just was just not funny anymore to me. Um, it, it, I don't I don't know what it is either. Like sort of in the way that Dave can't really pinpoint why he doesn't like that seventy show. No, I, really I clearly pinpointed why I don't like that. <laughs> well, show. I feel I don't like they pinpointed it up to where I'm sad now. <laughs> I guess that's fine. I guess I'm just on a visceral level. I can look at the newer seasons of that of uh, Curb, Your Curb Your Enthusiasm, and like I I don't understand. Like, there's something about it that just feels off the shtick is different. Yeah, you're right, and and you know it's it feels that you off. Can say... I just don't find it funny. Yeah, I mean, and it's the what I will say really quickly is that like it's the same thing with like the Simpsons or Family Guy. Like eventually, you just get tired of that shtick. You get too much of that shtick, and it's just like, okay, so you're kind of doing the exact same thing forever. And the only show, you know, as mentioned, that I think can get away with something like that is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? They're always willing or they're always um, finding ways to make it different. But like, you're, you're right. Uh, Bloodbath. Like I've seen every episode of that show, even the most current ones. And after him and Cheryl get divorced, it's just, it's not as funny. The show becomes a little bit sadder. And, and I think he's trying to like lean into that, like for comedy, because that's what HBO does. But no, you're, you're totally right. It kind of, it kind of nosedives. Like I, I'm just not into that kind of humor anymore. Right. What I like about Curb is it takes my favorite thing that happens in Seinfeld episodes where there's some small slight or perceived slight against Larry and he just will not let it go. And that's like the basis right. of each episode. <laughs> will not is the is will not exactly and right. cannot let it go. And that happens in some Seinfeld episodes with George. Uh, or with Jerry sometimes too. And, but in Curb, it's like every episode. And it's just, it's so funny because that's how I feel. Like I carry shit with me like that through the day sometimes. And then just having it in the show and having Larry David is like the perfect <laughs> vessel for that. Having that, that happen is so good. Yeah. <laughs>
No, well, so he has to go find her. (laughs) He goes through the episodes and he just, everyone he meets, he tells them about it. The thing that happened 20 minutes ago. She's like, why are you so upset? Yeah, this lady uh, on the bus. (laughs) I don't know. It's not important. No, Larry, tell me about it. Yeah. Okay, well, here it is. And also, just major uh, shout Oh, God, I'm the worst for not remembering his name, but Leon on that show is so fucking You mean, mean J.B. Smoove? J.B. Smoove, yes, is so yeah. fucking... Him and his whole family on that show. That guy's a legend. Yeah, you gotta step it yeah. to the ass, Larry. You gotta open it up, <laughs> stick your foot in there, and step on it, brush the trash out of the way. Holy shit, he's so good at that show, man. <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh, favorite character from Curb? I mean, it's kind of Leon. Leon, okay. <laughs> by far, no context. Okay, so dicks. Leon. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with Larry because I haven't seen too much of it, and I also just love that character. Oh no, Larry David. Obviously, it's got to be Larry. It's, it's a weird one. It's tough to even answer those those questions when there's an obvious main character to the show. Right. right? Susie there's one is main the scariest character. woman in the entire world. And I'm like constantly like, why did you marry her? Like you're clearly yeah. an agent and a millionaire and you're still married to her. Like what what are the upsides here? Because she's horrifying. Oh, Jeff. Oh my God. Very very good in that show. The Goldbergs is the yeah, worst show Jeff, in the entire Jeff world. Garland's you good. watch it, you're awful, but he is very good in that show. He's good. Bloodbath, who's your favorite? Is it Larry? Uh, yeah, I'd say it has to be Larry. If I like tried to find someone outside of Larry, I think it would be like... Oh, gosh. I'm trying to... Th- <laughs> I so guess you're thinking too Jeff. hard. It's got to be Larry. If, you're, yeah. if you have to think yeah. that hard, it's it's Larry. Jeff or Richard Lewis are kind of funny. I'm trying to think if there's... Um... Leon. I like yeah. Ted Danson. Ted Danson's funny, man. Dancing's funny. I'm trying to think. Um, oh shit! Hold on. It's a uh, fishman. His name? No. Um... Bloodbath. If you have to think this hard, it's not worth it. It's again. Larry, bro. Yeah, it's, it's Larry. Larry. Okay, Larry. That's yeah. fine. It's Larry. <laughs> uh, Marty Funkhauser. Also, also very funny, dude. Yeah, R.I.P. All right, uh, Bloodbath. What's Aww. your number two? All right, so Wait, is, uh, is Funkhauser dead? Yeah, that yeah. is. Ah, man, man, that dude. I guess that guy's been in other stuff, and he used to have be. He used to have a cartoon, um, called Super Dave. Um, uh, it was the whole thing he did. His whole character. Anyway, um, so my number two, oh. uh, going with the theme of like trying to find something of different like representations of like sitcoms and stuff like that. I went with this one because it. I know I'm going to get some flack for it, but I think it just checks a lot of boxes for me. So, uh, number two is Wings. Um, it's no secret. I love Wings. I don't care what anybody says. I just fucking love that show. Um, I picked it because, uh, as I was saying, like, you know, stuff like The Office and, um, you know, Arrested Development and Community and some of these shows, like, you know, they definitely play around with the format a little bit of, like, what a sitcom is and, like, how they present it and things like that. You know, like I said, I kind of like the, like, old school, like, you know, laugh track, like, version of a sitcom. And I think that Wings really represents, like, a nice turning point between, like, old school, like, really, like, 
broad performances, really like um, really cheese, really cheesy jokes that you can see coming a mile away. Um, real kind of just you know the kind of standard um, plot lines that get recycled, like you know the will they won't they won't they dynamic. Um, you know, storylines where it's like, oh man, so-and-so has two dates at the same time. How's he going to do it? Like, and he runs across, you know, the restaurant, like, you know, with his two different dates and stuff like that. All the like old kind of like tired, like plots and stuff like that. To me, like that is sort of what makes a sitcom a sitcom. And I saw, and I kind of like that for what it is, despite like all the flaws and, and how it's, you know, maybe not the most creative thing in the world. And for a show, I think that really represents that like turning point of like, older sitcoms and newer sitcoms i i chose wings uh for those of you that don't know wings is the show about uh two brothers joe and brian hackett who own a small commuter airplane in the small island of nantucket in martha's vineyard and it's sort of a rip on cheers where you know it's a half a dozen kooky characters that are always at the airport together uh, Helen, who runs the lunch counter, Roy, who has the rival uh, airline across from uh, Joe and Brian's Sandpiper Air. Um, Helen, or sorry, I already said Helen, uh, Faith, uh, who works for Sandpiper, Lowell, the mechanic, and Antonio, played by uh, Tony Shalhoub, who runs the taxi service on the island. Um, they just get in all kinds of crazy adventures with each other and get involved in each other's lives. And, you know, it's just, like I said, it's your very standard, very classic sitcom. And that's why I love it. I think it's perfect. Um, it's, you know, that 70 show just narrowly beats it in my opinion for like my favorite sitcom. Uh, so I, I know I love it. Um, not much more I can really say about it. So, there you go. So, okay. So I am, you know, every single part of everybody who knows me knows that like, all I want to do is jump on bloodbath and shit on him for this answer. But I watched wings and I actually thought it was halfway decent. Uh, and I don't have a lot to say about it. Cause I, you know, I barely watched it. Uh, but when I was a little kid, I had a book, uh, that was a fucking, uh, an autobiography about Caribkin jr. And he said that his favorite show was wings. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess I got to watch Wings then because this guy's my hero. And uh, like you said, it's been years and years and years. But I remember uh, my mom, I was like, mom, Kyrie Jr.'s favorite show is Wings. We got to watch Wings this week. And uh, I had like some stupid church thing I had to do. And she recorded it for me. And that was really, really, really cool. Maybe it wasn't her. I don't remember what it was. But I had a, I had like four episodes of Wings on a VHS tape that I watched a couple, like a bunch of times just because Cal Ripken Jr. said it was his favorite show. <laughs> uh, I, you know, like I said, I didn't watch a whole bunch of it, Bloodbath, but it was one of those sitcoms and that like it was. I mean, it had to have been like the most like that was like when like Murphy Brown like was, was was like the biggest sitcom in America like and it was in that same like time frame and it was super duper big. I don't remember how many seasons it ran for, but that was always one of those ones that people were talking about at the time. So as much as I want to shit on you for picking Wings over any uh everything else that you could have picked, like I yeah, it wasn't bad. Give Bloodbath some credit. I can tell he really wanted to put Gilligan's Island on his list and had to make some tough cuts. <laughs> Bloodbath um, had a rough day. You know, I uh, 
I definitely just I mean I know my grandparents and my parents like sometimes like we'd be on vacation and we'd there'd be a show that would come on and we'd watch but like it was always on USA uh like you know 11 like for like two hours from like 10 to 10 to noon like every day in the summertime and like when you were home and there was nothing but like shitty daytime tv on like you'd watch like a block of wings and be like oh this show's all right um and that's just sort of where it started and i've rewatched it a few times since then i've rewatched it recently and uh, i think it's great i think tony chaloub as antonio is really really funny um uh i think um thomas hayden church has lulled the mechanic is also like super super funny um i don't know like i said it's just it does all the like classic kind of like you know tried and true sitcom tropes really well um I will say maybe like the one thing going for the show, uh, it's it's really horny. Like there's tons of like it's like for like a sitcom in the '90s. Like it's still like pretty sexually charged. Like every like you know it's 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 funny. Like you know they're just you know the writers must have like really been frustrated or something like that because like they're just constantly making people have sex on the show uh, and uh, for like comedic comedic effect and it's. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it it does give you a little bit of a weird vibe when you watch it. But uh, I don't know, man. It's cool. It's a good show. And I think it uh, again. It it's fun. Um, uh, a show with a small town. A, a show set in a small town with with weird characters is always fun to me. Um, you know, that was like that show came on like while Seinfeld was popular, and so like every show was you know like Seinfeld and Friends and all this stuff like. Everything, everybody was in a big city, and it was nice to see, you know, a bunch of people in a small town that knew each other, and there was weird people all over the place, so, I don't know, it was fun. Who's your favorite character? Uh, probably, uh, Roy. You heard it here first. Kind of the villain. Roy is the pick. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron, do you remember enough to have a favorite character? Bloodbath. What was the uh, who was the actor that played the main character? The guy with the long blonde hair. Uh, you, that would be um, Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber was my favorite character. That's the actor. I, his name was Brian. Brian's my favorite actor. It's the slack. That's the slacker brother. Slacker brother was my favorite character in the show. Brian, <laughs> played by Stephen Weber. Atta boy. You're ready for your it, test. It, it's been 20 fucking years. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's move into number one picks now. Uh, before we do, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, everybody. Before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones. and We record super late at night for for most of us, actually. And coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single origin coffee beans that are air roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, 
or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. And check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. back and we're going to go into number one picks my number one sitcom of all time uh would have been my number two but seinfeld was michael bumpus so my number one uh pretty close to seinfeld actually is scrubs scrubs is my favorite and such a good show good one like the thing that sets scrubs apart because scrubs is very funny scrubs has incredible casting the thing that sets Scrubs apart is that it has so much heart in the show in the way that like the situations are written because it's a show about doctors and it would just you'd have this very funny episode or you'd have like six very funny episodes in a row and then Scrubs would just drop this emotional bomb on you sometimes and all of those actors that are super funny people and like like Oh, like Donald Faison, very funny guy. You might not expect him to be capable of doing emotional scenes, but he's really good. Uh, John C. McGinley as Dr. Cox, who is a giant asshole most of the time, is really good in these serious roles, uh, these serious parts in these episodes. And that's the that's the thing, because like, like I said, Scrubs is really funny most of the time. Um, but that's the thing that sets it apart is because they're doctors and they have these depressing situations from time to time. They are also extremely good at those really emotional moments too. Um, when I was in college, every day between the time when morning classes would finish uh, or the time when I would wake up after skipping morning classes and the time when we'd go to lunch, Scrubs was on TV. So I watched it every day, uh, especially freshman year of college in the dorm room. Um, to me, the cast of characters in Scrubs is fantastic. Uh, of course, starting with Zach Braff, nobody could lead that show the way Zach Braff did. But everybody, like the janitor, Neil Flynn, Dr. Cox, John C. McGinley, everybody in the show is so good. Carla and Laverne and uh, Ted, the bumbling lawyer. And Dr. Kelso, the most recent time I watched the show, I just cracked up at everything Dr. Kelso did. And I want to give a quick shout out. If you like Scrubs, like I do, Zach Braff and Donald Faison have been doing a podcast called Fake Doctors, Real Friends, where each episode they go in depth and tell stories about the making of each episode. And they bring on the other actors from the show as guests. It's really, really good if you like Scrubs. So that's my number one. So I remember watching like a, uh, there was like a YouTube video where it was like, real doctors talk about scrubs and uh, there was like a series on it and 
uh, uh, they they always like kind of praise the show for uh, being as silly as it is, but being able to capture like what being a day to day like surgeon or a day to day nurse or physician is actually like. Uh, one example they used is uh, Heather Locklear was on the show one time, and she was kind of like a uh, I think she she sold like pills or something like that. She was like a pill pusher onto different doctors, and uh, the way they introduce her in the show is like by her walking down a hallway with. Like, like wind blowing and everybody checking out how hot she was. And one of the things that resonated with me is the doctor's like, oh no, like if they want you to buy pills, they're going to send like the hottest fucking chick in the entire world to try and sell them to you because that's (laughs) what it's like actually. So I, like I said, scrubs would never make my list, but it's, it's really, really good. And like the reason it has those like, you know, soul crushing moments is because it's really good at capturing the essence of like what it's like to be a doctor on a day-to-day basis so yeah dude uh, only thing zach braff has ever done uh, that i liked the reason they did that the reason they got that effect is because they had uh, an actual like hospital doctor that they worked really closely with when writing the scripts each smart time. Uh, it's something they talked about in the uh the podcast that they're doing which again is excellent didn't the uh, the creator of the show wasn't he in med school? I'm not sure if Bill Lawrence I... was in med school or not, but he has like one of Bill Lawrence's good friends is a doctor, and so they would consult oh, yeah, him on all these things. Um, yeah. when doing the show, Aaron, no love for Garden State, huh? Sorry, uh, Nat- Natalie Portman's super hot. That movie sucked. Like, like, I'm not trying to be like asshole here. There was like a string of like really lame ass indie movies that came out during that time period. That I'm like, Ugh, gross. The second best thing uh, Zach Braff ever did was that episode of Punk where he almost beat up that 13 year old. Supposedly, it's not much of an almost like, I guess, like he did. Yeah, and they had like, to, like, yeah, edit cut it, it and out be, of the like, show. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach Braff beat the shit out of a kid, but we can't ruin his career without bankrupting this show. Call back to Ashton Kutcher, man, twice this episode. Um, I uh I love Scrubs. Um it would have been an honorable mention. Um my only thing with Scrubs is like I just got burnt out on it so bad, dude. I mean, I think Alan can attest to this. Like college for us, it uh my roommate at the time, like was a big fan of Scrubs and he TiVo'd or DVR'd like every episode that would come on. And like, for whatever reason, the entire like year, I think I lived with this guy, like, you know, all these episodes of Scrubs would get recorded, but like, it always ended up being like the same, like 15 or 20 episodes. Like it's all we ever got to watch was like the same, like 15 but or 20 episodes. would watch them all the time. All I the mean, time, man. It time was like, it was like the episode, <laughs> like the deep. season. It was like the season two opener after like everybody got was mad at JD and like uh, Doctor Cox that guitar. It was the you know episode where Laverne dies and like some of the episodes around there. The episode where Brendan Fraser dies. Um, yeah, dude, it was like just and it, like I said, like Alan was saying, it's like just the same ones over and over and over again. I just got burnt out on it so bad. Um, it's taken to like almost now, like where I've started to kind of be like, all right, like I can kind of watch, I'm down to watch rewatch scrubs and give it a, give it another evaluation. Um, other than that though, man, like I always liked it. Um, 
I think it's really good. I agree. Like it does, it balances, you know, the tones really well of, you know, being serious and dramatic and heartfelt and being stupid and silly and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, the only other like thing I would say about it is like Scrubs does the thing that that seventy show did at a certain point where it's like they just decide to like shit on the main character at a certain point. Like they just start like shitting on JD like so hard toward the last couple of seasons, and it's just like it just it always feels weird to me. He's a doctor. He should be married by now. It's totally deserved. You mean like characters making fun of him or making him be like an asshole to everybody? A little bit of both. And, yeah. and just I mean, like the plot of kind of like, you know, it just sort of seems like, you know, he's like they, they almost, they try and like retroactively make him like the, the antagonist of the show to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I need to rewatch it. I just feel like that was the vibe I got toward the end was like, they were much more interested in telling every other character's story in a, in a positive light. And they just wanted to make JD seem like just, no. Yeah, it's kind of almost like a side character. The early seasons definitely shine, and I I actually watched the last season uh, went after um, after Zach Braff left the show, and the last season was pretty. It was pretty good. Like it was pretty funny. Still, I enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of people are, like act like that season doesn't exist or want to ignore it, but I think it's pretty funny. I think it still has the same uh, things that make Scrubs funny. Um, yeah so that's my number one Scrubs Aaron what's your number one alright my number one by far not even close only thing I still have on DVD in the entire world is Strangers with Candy uh, this was a show that I liked when I was younger Comedy Central uh <laughs> honestly hasn't put out like a lot of great original material you know aside from maybe like south park and the daily show but i think that 70 or that 70 show i feel like strangers with the candy is one of those ones that like you could argue is one of the most underrated comedies of all time but to me is my absolute favorite so it for the uninitiated uh strangers with candy is a parody uh on an after school special that follows jerry blank played by the the brilliant Amy Sedaris. Uh, and it's basically uh, this girl dropped out of high school and she became a prostitute, a drug addict, and she decides she's going to 30 or 40 or 30 years later go back and try and graduate high school. And it's, it, it, it's basically her living the day-to-day high school life as like a 40-year-old woman. Uh, the show is absolutely fucking brilliant. It's the world's uh, first real intro to Stephen Colbert. Uh, the show was written by Stephen Colbert and the brilliant and unheard of Paul Dinello, who uh, plays the art teacher in the show. I can't remember the name off the – can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's absolutely brilliant. But the show – really like why the show is absolutely brilliant is it's it's satirical of what the uh 1950s and 60s versions of an after school special would be so they kind of do the same thing that south park does where at the end of every episode stan or kyle will say like you know i learned something today every episode of that show ends with jerry blank uh basically doing the same thing uh so they do a really good job of parodying how ridiculous 
uh, those old school, like after school specials were. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of people have uh, seen the show, uh, but it's the best thing Stephen Colbert has ever done. Amy Sedaris has never equated that performance the rest of her career, no matter what she's doing. Uh, and, you know, I always thought it was one of those shows that I thought was okay. And then I went to college and, you know, former guest Luke Knoll was like, oh, dude, I love that show. And we watched it a bunch and it is the funniest show. It doesn't, it doesn't hit me the same way that 70s show does where it's like, I'm laughing sort of uh, every like 30 to 30 seconds to a minute. It, it, it's like the like it is so fucking inappropriate like you could not put that on comedy central uh today um so you know there's not a lot uh i i can really go in depth on because i feel like a lot of people haven't seen this show but if you want to anybody who's listening send us a fucking message request i'll give you all my i'll give you my dvds just so you can watch that show uh it's it like i said it's Aside from The Simpsons, to me, one of the most brilliant shows ever made. So, number one, Strangers with Candy. I knew it. Yes, I, I, was, too. I was expecting that I knew that was going to happen. Do you, okay, so ha, has anybody seen that show? Besides, I mean, Bloodbath, you had to have watched it, right? Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts? Oh, everything you said is, is absolutely true. It's a, it's a great show, man. It's super funny. Um, I never watched it a ton when it was on. Um, it just sort of bits and pieces, and I've seen bits and pieces again. It's on uh, Paramount Plus, so I might rewatch it. But um, it's really good. I I I don't even really think I can say anything against it whatsoever. You know, Strangers Strangers with Candy was on um, during that period in the '90s with Comedy Central, and so was uh, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, those two shows in particular, Citizens Brigade and Strangers with Candy, where it's like, it, it was just a little too cool for me. Like, I just couldn't like get into it. I couldn't like, I I knew it was funny, and like, I going looking back on it now, I'm like, holy shit, dude, that's like all this shit is like brilliant. But it's like at the time, it was just a little too like too cool for bloodbath. So like, I just kind of like backed off <laughs> from it. So. You're referring to yourself as bloodbath is very funny. What I will uh, <laughs> also say before I uh, get off my strangers with candy tangent is it is very much in line with my like love of absurdist humor. Like uh, it, it's not like it's like, oh, this show's being really clever. It's vulgarity, uh, especially in the context of like dealing with high school students is is absurd and i i've always kind of compared it to like wet hot american summer where it's like that's the kind of humor you're getting from this show and you know it only ran three seasons but to me if something runs three seasons and a movie like it had to have like garnered some sort of following and popularity and i know we're never ever ever going to talk about her again Amy Sedaris is the funniest woman in the entire world. And you can go watch anything she's ever done. And you're like, oh, she's okay. But you watch Strangers with Candy, greatest comedic actress ever in the history of ever. Sister of uh, author David Sedaris, too. So, you know, that sort of talent runs in the family. But she is Dave, absolutely the history of ever. 
tag Amy and David Sedaris in this, though Aaron has a chance oh my to have god. sex with them. Oh my god. With I'll, I'll have them. sex with David Sedaris tonight. Spray fart. <laughs> Aaron is having sex with both of them at the same time. I, like, like, like I said, like you know, I, I I don't mean to like you know contextualize like oh she's the funniest woman of all time, but to me, like if I'm looking at the greatest female comedians of all time, she doesn't have like the same sort of stand up that somebody like Wendy Liebman or Sarah Silverman does. But in terms of like what she's doing, like in her acting, like Jerry Blank is the funniest female like written character to me of all time and you you, you watch that show and I, I i feel like it'd be very hard to make an argument in the other direction oh dude i promise you i'm not making this up i like i've tried struggling to picture strangers with candy uh as you're describing it and then the name jerry brought it back i could i like could not find it funny that character so so it i mean it's like it's like all of the cringiest <laughs> moments in, in it's all the cringiest moments of nine seasons of the office all rolled up into one moment and it's it's too much i couldn't do it all that's, right that's what i remember i will not I say another thing it about right. no it, it's, i think it's the i think it's show. just so cringy so the i'm entire, gonna the entire thing this is how I'm going to sign off of this. I won't say another word, but there's an episode of it where Jerry is trying out for the cheerleading team and they say, give me a V I C T O R Y. What does that spell? And the episode is about Jerry being illiterate. And so they say the V I C T O R Y thing. They're like, Jerry, what does that spell? And Jerry just like looks at him. They're like, Jerry, what does V I C T O R Y spell? And she looks at him and she's like, Fandango and I almost <laughs> hit my fucking pants. Almost as a fourteen and a twenty nine year old. Nah, like like I said, they 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 took a really weird, like they parodied a really really thing by uh, uh going after the after school special thing. But that you you cannot attack that from a comedic perspective in any other way. Any other show that would attempt to or has tried to attempt to do that. We'll never do it as good as that show. And 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 like I said, Stephen Colbert is brilliant to me. I, I I love everything he's done in his career. You go back and watch that show. Stephen Colbert is top notch, funniest fucking person in that show, aside from maybe Sedaris. Right on. Uh, who's your favorite character? Oh, it's Mr. Jellyneck, the art teacher, uh, Paul Danello, <laughs> the guy, the guy who wrote the show. His thing is, is he was fat his entire life, and then he developed like anorexia, like an eating or bulimia, like an eating disorder, and it like made his life better. And he always talks about how much better like being a bulimic is than like being fat. And it's it's just it's so I it, like I said, it's like one of those kinds of shows. But Mr. Jellyneck is, and that's funny. He's a fat guy who's now skinny and his last name is Jellyneck. I, I don't know why that's but it just yeah. that's what it was in 1996 dude <laughs> uh, okay Alan what's your number one uh, my number one favorite sitcom of all time is uh, Psych uh, it was on USA in the, uh, the mid 2000s it's a uh, it's a show about a uh, a couple of friends that run a psychic detective agency. It's the show's kind of built like 
Law and Order, except the detectives aren't really police officers. They're just one of them is just a uh, uh, hyper observant guy, and the other one is just a uh, kind of like a, a nerd. Um, yeah, they're they're like so they're like private eyes. They're not they're not detectives. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, right? They aren't law enforcement officers, right? Right. So they 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 pretend to be psychics, and they work as contractors for the police department. Um, and that's kind of like the gist of the show. But the characters are really the the great part of it. Um, it's uh, Sean Spencer and uh, Burton Gus Guster, my Beagle's namesake. Um, yeah no I mean it's uh, I guess like one of the uh, one of the other things that I really like about it is um, the nicknames because I've used some of the nicknames uh, that Sean gives to Gus for my dog Um, they're probably there's a list of probably about 200 he gets he gets three or four every single every single episode and so, like, kind of like uh, Gus, Gus kind of like Doctor Cox, like Doctor Cox and uh, and JD and Scrubs gets a new uh, exactly a new girl's like that. name every episode. Over Ovaltine Jenkins, Quartz McIntosh, <laughs> Gus Silly Pants Jackson. Ovaltine <laughs> Jenkins is awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm finding good uh, show, good sound know. combinations there. I always wonder who watches these USA. It's TV Alan. Shows. Yeah, me too. <laughs> lawyer, and he, too. he's a Nielsen family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, wa- I was. Oh my God, I was a Nielsen family. Holy cow! Yeah, that's you why, single-handedly that's why kept on the, air. on the air. I did, man, for for years. Good for me. Um, no, but it, Psych was a lot of fun. They had a bunch of guest stars. You know, there was usually a guest star every episode. Um, every episode started with a murder. There was always a red herring suspect. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like easy plot lines. You knew how it was going to go every time. But just watching the way they interacted with these with these uh, different folks and like the shenanigans they got into. They did a bunch of homage episodes like. Um, they did a dual spires episode and they did a Friday the 13th episode and they did a musical and um, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then yeah. I guess the last, the last reason that I think it's that I put it at the top of my list is rewatchability. Um, none of the jokes get dated. None of them get stale because when it was written, they were already dated and stale, and that's kind of the humor. Um, mm. You know, because there are these, you know, when it came out, I think there were supposed to be, you know, around 30 or something like that. Um, and so they grew up in the 80s. You know, they were teenagers in the 80s. And so that's, you know, and they're stuck in this, you know, perpetual adolescence because that's just their character. And um, and so they they keep those same sort of um, pop culture references and things like that throughout the entire entirety of the series because their characters are like mentally stuck in the 80s. Um, but so it doesn't date itself 
in the same way that a lot of other things do because they're already references that were well known 20 years after they were 20 years before they were being made right does that make sense yeah for sure okay that's cool i never watched that show never like i was it for some reason it always got lumped into like the like psych and chicago fire and ncis and like monk oh and all of those shows got lumped in together with me even though they're probably not related in any way i just they that i don't know my brain just categorized them the same way and i never watched it it was a little bit similar to monk i guess like a comedy detective show but that would that would be the extent of it but it's not like i i I guess i don't know what ncis is um or chicago fire i could figure out what chicago fire is though yeah it's the shows that because law and order is not on anymore as far as i know those are like the tune in tuesdays at 8 p.m on tnt like those shows gotcha 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 yeah no it's like a parody of those shows okay. is what then, is what psych then is. i can i can get behind that yeah it's it's worth watching i think there are like sound, seven or eight seasons it does sound interesting as being a parody i'm like again i've never seen a single episode so yeah i i can tell you now i almost certainly will not watch it but i respect your opinion Alan. <laughs> i it's will not a- watch it and i don't respect his opinion See, there we go. Little little yin and yang here. Good cop, bad cop. So any of the uh any of the listeners out there that have taste, I know you're you're probably not there, but you know, well, anybody if they that listen, does, if they listen, <laughs> they listen to this show. Like, <laughs> like is on Amazon Prime, give it a watch. Right on. Um and who's your favorite character, Alan? Oh, um Is it Psych? Uh no, <laughs> Bert and Guster. Gus. Is it oh, the, right. is it the pineapple? You, you liked him. You liked him so much. You pineapple. named your dog after him. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fearless Guster. Uh, I forgot to do uh, favorite Scrubs characters. Um, Ooh. and the janitor's mine. Yeah, the janitor, the janitor is the janitor's so so good. Like he's it, great. It made me made me so happy to see Neil Flynn get starring roles in other shitty TV sitcoms just because I'm like, I know that you're good. This show you're on is not good, probably, but I know that you're good and I'm happy for you, Neil Flynn. Um, um, but Dr. Cox is my Ted. favorite. Ted's very funny. I would you what did you say, Dave? Dr. Cox? Dr. Cox, yeah. Yeah, Ted he's is, awesome. Yeah. Ted is fantastic. Ted is just so, so good. Any reference to like a barbershop quartet, I'm like already sort of in. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move on. That was uh, Alan's number one. Bloodbath's number one was earlier in the show. It was that 70s show. So let's uh, get into our honorable mentions. Lightning round style. I have three honorable mentions that have not been brought up yet. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, and 30 Rock. Yeah, all great. Well, I, you know, 30 Rock did make my, it would be my second honorable mention. I love that fucking show. Uh, My honorable mention is going to be Eastbound and Down. That show is 
a riot. It is, and I'm going to pull a bloodbath here and say when I think sitcoms, I never thought of Eastbound and Down as a sitcom. Yeah, that's fair. It's it, it's it's it, HBO is really weird with their you know like twenty four minute comedies because there's always some like sense of drama and character development and story. It's not like kind of something like that you'd see that's like recycled laugh track material. But Eastbound and Down is I, I mean it's a situational comedy and Danny Danny McBride is so he's so so good, good in that and so is Jason Sudeikis. The show's awesome. It is. It's good. Uh, Alan, what's your honorable mention? Um, I actually, I just thought of another one, so I have, I have two as well. It's um, Frasier and the Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys is great. Frasier, I fucking hate, dude. I don't get people who like Frasier. I don't understand that. I don't either. I have to agree with you on that. I do not get the oh. people's obsess- obsession with Frasier. Whoa, I totally pegged Bloodbath as a Frasier guy. Same, dude. Me and, me and Bloodbath are best friends. <laughs> used to be. Bloodbath used to be a Frasier guy. Was I? What was I that? Well, you had that Frasier like... poster, and also you make Jamie wear Kelsey Grammer faces when you guys are intimate. So those are the That's clues. Very... That's very yeah. true. Those are heavy clues. I have to uh I have to mention I don't I think that Becker is a horrible show. Uh, not related to Frasier. Uh, but what? What? Why are I'm going we talking somewhere about with this. Becker? Okay, all right, I'm, I'm sorry. going somewhere with this. Before I forget it, I just want to throw this out there. I think Becker is a horrible show. Not funny at all. Uh, however, the hardest I've ever laughed, I told this story before, the hardest I've ever laughed was at a scene in Becker when I was like 13 years old. Like I probably had to go to the hot, like I blacked out because I was laughing so hard. And I... <laughs> I've gone through YouTube and watched like here's 45 minutes of Becker's best jokes and I didn't laugh a single time and I just I I I don't know what it was but that is a memory that will stick with me forever that like there's this white whale Becker joke out there that almost killed me <laughs> when You're I was just in school. Watch every single Becker episode. Yeah, yeah. sorry. On Paramount yeah. Plus. Am, maybe you'll I am cursed. Maybe you'll luck out and it's going to watch be like Becker episodes. First season. Episode My grandpa two. One time I was watching Becker with my grandpa and Becker called Beanie Babies Beanie Bastards. And I was like, my grandpa's going to have a heart attack for sure. Like, this is where my grandpa does. <laughs> um, uh, that aside, uh, Bloodbath, what's your honorable mention? <laughs> I was just going to say, as far as Frasier goes on Alan's point, uh, f- oddly enough, Frasier and Wings are in the same universe. So oh, that's why they both weird. suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my honorable mention is uh, Parks and Rec, which yeah, I, great show. Which I would argue, I think in a lot of ways is better than The Office, but I cannot rewatch it like I can The Office. I like legit like struggle to get through Parks and Rec. There's some characters on Parks and Rec that just bug me. Yeah, uh, the you know. problem part of the problem with Parks and Rec is. Um, none of the characters have conflict with each other. You go back and watch all the conflict comes from outside of the uh, parks department. Hmm. All the main characters on there are never at odds with each other. I mean, well, that's not very, that's like Leslie and Ron are at odds with one another regularly. Uh, 
maybe a little bit of first se- maybe in the first season no go back and watch it dude like they like are usually they might have uh, they they are not go back and watch it that's why it's hard to get through because like all the characters get along too well it's it's not like Leslie wants to do something and she can't because Ron won't let her do it or like Ron wants to do something but Leslie won't like Leslie blocks him there's there's not really conflict like that as far as I remember right Right. They just have complete opposite views on everything. Yeah. Neither of them stop the other from doing anything, but, you know, they just... Yeah, they just disagree. Rent a swag! But that's it. Aziz's um, already killed me in that show. Uh, I, have a, I have a spicy little opinion here that Ron Swanson is extremely overrated as a TV character. I think he was funny in the first couple of seasons... Uh, and then they they kind of figured out like oh people think Ron's character is funny and they ratcheted it up like they turned it up to eleven and it stopped being funny to me. Uh, yeah, there's my Parks and Rec opinion. I don't think Ron is very funny. It's a spicy take because you're wrong, but I respect you well, still. Yeah, I mean, um, that's why I said I, I kind of going to disagree. I can kind of agree with Dave on that one a little bit. I definitely think it's interesting. Have you seen? Uh, any of Nick Offerman's like stand up? Uh, I think so. I don't. I definitely don't remember like watching and laughing at Nick Offerman's stand up. I've watched his other right. videos where he's like kind of in character as Ron, like doing woodworking, and I don't think that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't either, and I will. So that's why I kind of agree with you. He did his stand up special, American Ham, is like. It's definitely still kind of the Ron Swanson character, but like it's it's also more of like just his own personality. And it's like you, there's once you kind of get like the other side of like him as a person, his personality like that. I don't know it's more interesting than Ron Swanson for sure. I can totally understand what you're saying that like they took it in that direction and like beat it to death because like his stand up, you know, it's still in that same vein, but it's different enough that it's interesting so oh his him as a person is definitely more nuanced than ron uh i guess i just don't like the hyper alpha male character that ron is i just don't really like it uh it started out as being like you know uh ron's like a normal guy he hates he hates the government even though he works for the government and uh he makes funny jokes about how much steak he can eat or something like that and then they just really just turned it up when they realized that he was one of the characters people wanted to see more. So, yeah, let's get into our listener responses and I will get us started with Ben. Ben's number three is scrubs. Number two is friends. And number one is the office. I, I'm not surprised. None of us said friends, uh, but that, you know, I think that show gets way too much hate. I think that, I think that that show is horrible, and I'm so happy that none of us said it. I think Friends is absolutely not funny at all. None of the characters are likable, and like I don't. I, I was gonna save this till the end so we didn't pile on Ben. Ben, I love you, but Friends, uh, that show sucks. You sound so cool, Dave. No, Friends is really good, dude. And it was a. Uh, it was like Friends the most. Good. It's like one of like the five most popular sitcoms in the history of American television. Is yeah, what I I'll say. That. 
No, I'm just kidding. I like, I know that. a lot of people that I respect who hate that show, and I'm just like, why do you hate it so much? Like, what did it ever do to you? Anyways, next up we have Matt. Uh, his number three is Modern Family. Number two, Scrubs. And number one, uh, I can't read it. I don't know what that word is. Oh, okay. All right. Friends. <laughs> Modern Family is another sitcom that I can't stand at all. Yeah, it's, day it's one. so okay. It's very, very okay. I Matt, never watched I love you, it. But... Uh, next up is Chris N., uh, whose number three is Happy Endings. Number two is Parks and Rec. And number one is Community. Community is so fucking good. On my short Commu- list of honorable mentions, for sure. Community is fantastic. Great show. It only falls off for me because I feel it's like three seasons and then it's Correct. over. Correct. Correct. Right. I never watched next... it. Uh, dude, do yourself a favor. Next up we have... Jennifer, her number three is <laughs> The Good Place. Number two, What We Do in the Shadows. And number one, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That What We Do in the Shadows movie is so goddamn good, and it's I feel so like good. I should probably watch the show because there's Dave, no way the show is bad. It's not bad, but like, I, as somebody who liked the movie a whole lot, I feel like the show is very underwhelming because they don't have the same actors in it. Uh, okay. A lot of people tell me gotcha. it's good, but I, I, like I said, I watched the first like three or four episodes. And I was like, ah, this isn't the same thing. All right. Next up, we have Jim. Jim's number three is Parks and Rec. Number two is Scrubs. And number one is Seinfeld. Yee. Yeah, good list. Uh, next up, we have Rat Boy uh, of the Rad Hour podcast. Uh, and fan of the show. Uh, his number three is Community. His number two is The Office. His number one is Seinfeld. And his honorable mention, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Next up is Ben, whose number three is Parks and Rec, whose number two is The Office, and number one is Seinfeld. Honorable mentions to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and New Girl. I always thought New, New Girl Girl's was okay. Fine. It was fine. It's okay. Uh, once I got over I my, it was funny. yeah. Once I got over my brief Zoe Deschanel crush, I stopped watching. Over. New Girl. Yep. Dave, this is oh, our best friends, off. man. You're totally uh, right, man. Dude, that must just be a thing. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, it was a big, big crush for a while there, and then I was just like, all right, I'm good. I yep. also hear she's like <laughs> not a very nice person. So, I would also be mean if I was famous. It wouldn't surprise me to hear that any famous person is actually not very nice. Uh, Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we have Alex. His number three is Cheers. Alex sounds like he's in his 50s. You're one to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the. You said wings. Shut up. Uh, Number one, The Office and honorable mention, Frasier. Uh. Uh, bloodbath love you buddy uh number next up is tyler tyler's number three is atypical i've never heard of that Uh, never heard of it. number two is scrubs and number one is the office but i uh i can get down with those number two and number one picks there redeemed him next up is mo lifelong nemesis but we're friends all right now because the Steelers suck so we can both be sad at the same time uh his number three is scrubs his number two is seinfeld number one arrest development and honorable mention the good place a lot of people like the good place and tell me to watch it that's that uh ted danson Kristen bell 
one, yeah. Yeah. right? It's fantastic. That's good. It's very okay. good. All right, cool. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, and and finally, we have Craig, who agrees with the Seinfeld Michael Bumpus, unlike apparently all the other folks up top that couldn't read. They uh, didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know, you fucking Craig has in, Craig has insider info. He's the Martha uh, Stewart of I, top three. I see, okay. <laughs> I, I don't apologize. Uh, number Good. three for Craig <laughs> is 30 Rock. Number two is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Number one, The Office. Honorable mention, fresh off the boat. Solid list, Craig. I'm sorry though. I expected something with Kirby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kirby had a I cartoon, bro. Damn. Well, actually, this is a typo. What? Craig's number two is Kirby. Your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're back for this episode, Dave. That's what we were uh, Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat was a good choice. I saw that. And I was like, damn, I forgot about that show. Yeah, a lot yeah, of that show like is good. Show. I've Rand- never seen Randall it, Park is Randall Park is so funny. He is a funny so dude. So funny. And his uh his he has one of the best like like uh cold opens in the office uh when he's Asian Jim. Yeah, that's the best, dude. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pick a winner at random. I'm going to say it's Mo uh because we're not getting enough W's on the football field this year and you deserve one, dude. Oh, Yay, can we do an Mo. episode just about how bad the Steelers are? You can, yeah. but then I would retort with, "We'll figure out a way to win the Super Bowl again before the Alan, Browns." Alan, what's do. your Alan? What's your top three Ben Roethlisberger passes behind the line of scrimmage on fourth down? <laughs> Wait, no, that's unfair because there's 650 of them in the last. I game. was that's tweeting you about. I was I was calling you out on that one. Bloodbath. I promise you, going... Bloodbath. I do not want to talk to you about football. I'm just I'm just going to reiterate <laughs> this. Like, just go hang out with your friends. I don't want to talk to you about it. Now, but Alan, is if you want to shit on me for the Steelers, I don't want to talk to you about it. Alan, Dave, you guys want to shit on me for the Steelers sucking? I will accept it and be a huge douche about it. Yeah. I'm saving it all. I'm saving it all for the end of the season, yeah. and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna come to you after week 17, and I'm just gonna wreck you for. Yeah, and, and I'll respond with like three. that. Really sucks that you're giving Baker Mayfield 200 million dollars next year. This is for another <laughs> episode. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up here. So thank you everyone who wrote in for uh, the top three sitcoms responses. We appreciate your lists. I'm sorry that uh, Friends is terrible, but you know. We're all wrong. Live and let live. Live and let live. That's the theme song for Wings, right? Is Wings related (laughs) to the Paul McCartney thing? Is the show related to it? No. Still unclear. Bloodbass wrong. It is. Okay. All right. I'm going to say it is. So we're going to jet on out of here and um, <laughs> I'm going to fly into my bedroom. If, if you Why would like to. Why did I put the emphasis uh, on bedroom? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> if you would like to support the show, please tell your friends. Uh, tell them that there are more Wings puns uh, upcoming. Uh, subscribe, uh, rate, and review. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at a top three podcast, and you can participate in our upcoming listener calls. We will have some good topics coming up. So uh, my name is Dave, and for the rest of the band on the run, I would like to say goodbye. See you next time, everybody.
I'll be there for you when the rays dive to pour. Okay, that's a, that's a, the Friends theme song fucking you. bangs, but the rest of the show sucks. Hey, uh, I'll give $20 to anybody who can tell me who uh, wrote the Friends theme song. The Rembrandt. Damn, about 40 bucks. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll get it to you next week. Aaron, you know you can't do niche trivia knowledge about I, shit about like that music. when Bloodbath yeah, is in dude, the room. Yeah, you can't that, do uh, it. Uh, to- totally a bonehead move, dude, for sure.